Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's Quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. How do you generally talk to yourself? Are you critical? Are you mean? Are you doubting? Ooh, I I will say it's gotten better than it was when I was in my 20s, but I think it depends on what I'm going through. Like if I've got a lot of stressful things hitting me at once, usually my self-talk is not helping me with anything, Mm. especially with parenting when you like really want your child to be doing one thing but you forget that they're a whole human being and developing on their own and they do something else there can be some negative self-talk that comes in and you start to doubt yourself so it depends on the season it's it's not consistent we'll say that what about you that's a very good answer i mean i think a lot of us are our own biggest bullies yeah and if you are like me then you can inundate yourself with shitty thoughts all day long like my mantra is basically I am my own worst critic and I will always say that it's like it'll be hard for you to hurt me because I probably hurt myself more and that's not a badge of honor that I wear with pride I've I've been working on it a lot I actually was with some of my girlfriends last night and we went through as just for fun I don't know this wasn't fun actually I don't know why the fuck we did this but we went through (laughs) and looked at our new year's goals every year for the past like three or four years and on every single note in my 2000 notes on my note app and every single oh my god goal setting note that i had stop talking meanly to yourself was one of them and i were like stop the negative self talk so that's been a consistent thing but it's hard it could definitely sneak up i think when i'm riding a high and things are going really well it's really easy for me to keep that momentum going and use it as proof that like no i am good i am enough yeah. and then when things start to go into a bit of a slump or if a few things go wrong, I then use that as proof that like I am a piece of shit. You make that become the evidence. Yeah. I think what I've noticed, especially in like work and career, is I'll tell myself no before I give somebody else the opportunity to tell me no. I'll see a job description of something I want to apply to. And because I don't have every single bullet on there, I'm like, oh, I, I'm not qualified. There's no way. Why? Why are we doing that to Nobody ourselves? Is, yeah. No one is. It's impossible. Yeah, I think self-talk is something that a lot of people struggle with, but it is one of the most important things that will determine the quality of your life, your relationships, your career, your happiness, because your thoughts become actions and those actions determine everything in your life and your subconscious will believe those things that you're telling yourself. Yeah, there's that famous quote. I can't remember who it's by, but it's watch your thoughts, they become your words and your words become your world. And I think that is so true because even our chat with Roxy about body positivity and confidence, like my self-talk about my body transformed after that episode because I was Mm. like, I was like seven months pregnant. Like I was not feeling hot or feeling like myself in my body. Small things like just like looking at yourself in the mirror and thinking about yourself positively can have a ripple effect later on. Like it compounds. Yeah. With the case of negative self-talk, in some cases, your brain is literally just trying to protect you from going outside of your comfort zone. Or maybe you've 
been hurt before when you've tried to do the thing that you're about to do. So it's just Mm. basically providing emotional safety for you. So it'll use fear and doubt to keep you playing small. And it's literally our job to acknowledge it and recognize it and then just kindly tell it to fuck right off because we've got this. (laughs) And it is, it's a muscle. The more you push yourself to get outside of your comfort zone and the more you change the way you talk to yourself, the easier it will be to tap into that. That's such a good point. And then it allows us to like extend a bit of compassion rather than like self-hate because I find it can almost compound. Like you can get into a fucking vicious cycle of like you're already not speaking kindly to yourself. You're already like your inner critic is taking over and then you get mad at yourself for allowing yourself to speak to not nicely to yourself. And then it's like, shitty things squared like it just like (laughs) continues to compound so when you can extend a bit of empathy to okay I get it this is just a a part of my brain that's trying to protect me I'm not going to judge it I'm just going to replace it with a better thought and realize that not all thoughts are true they are just thoughts like yeah just because you think something doesn't mean you need to believe it and so yeah our thoughts shape our world but especially if we are giving a lot of time and attention and paying attention to those thoughts rather than if they come up just discard them they're not serving us let them go and and again going back to that compassion piece if you think of them as like little workers just trying to do their job our job is to be here and to have this inner critic to try to keep Jill and Kalen safe and to yeah. make sure that they don't go all in on something and make a mistake and lose all their money and lose their physical safety or whatever it is. So that doubt is doing what it's supposed to do. It's doing its job. You can empathize with it. You don't need to believe it. Thank it kindly and send it on its fucking way. Yes. Yes. And a great way to move out of that like self-doubting inner critic is by speaking intentionally with confidence about yourself and your goals. And one of the easiest Mm. tweaks for that is just speaking in the present. So it's not, I am going to become a runner or I am going to run a marathon. It's, I am running a marathon. I am a runner. It's not, I want to be a writer. It's, I am a writer. No adding qualifiers or justifications to what you are. You just state it as if it has already happened, basically. Even when you say out loud, like you might be able to say to your friends, yeah, I'm like, I'm a writer. But what do you say when no one's around in your own head? Are you like, I'll be a writer when I publish a book, but not before then. Or I'll be, you know, I will be a runner when I complete a marathon, but not before then. So whatever it is that you're saying when no one's listening, that's the shit that's going to shape you and impact your self-belief. So be careful what you're saying to yourself and speak your goals into the present and into the now and believe in yourself. That is the easiest way to overcome this this inner negative critic. And you can work on that cognitive reframing, which is really just looking at your thoughts in a different way through a few simple things. So first of all, if you're spiraling into self-doubt, if you aren't applying to that job that you really want to apply to because you're like, there's no way, I'm not smart enough to do this, you know, you fucked up your last job and it's too stressful, you're not going to be able to handle this, whatever inner dialogue is happening, just snap out of the spiral through either changing your state in physicality, go for a run, go for a walk, go do something physical, or with mindfulness, if that's more your speed. So like bring you mm-hmm. back into the present moment by deep breathing putting on some music and silencing your mind, whatever it is that you need to do, whatever tool you have in your toolbox to bring you into the present mode. So we've now snapped out of the spiral and then we can move into fighting that internal fiction with fact. Gather evidence for why that inner critic is wrong. This is one of the most powerful things that you can do in your life. My favorite poet in Q always says, 
you will always find evidence for what you choose to believe. So if you don't like your story, change it. And that line probably changed my fucking life because we, our brains are constantly looking for evidence of whatever narrative we are feeding ourselves, even if it's bad. That's so true. And latching onto the fact is just going to help like abolish all of those crazy thoughts that are going through most people's heads at any given time, but it's just going to allow you to see clearly what's actually true and what you are capable of doing. 1000% because your brain is constantly like scanning like through all of your memories being like, how can we prove this conclusion? Like if you're telling yourself you're not smart enough to start a business, you're not beautiful enough to be liked by your crush. Your brain is like, pulling up some shit from the past like oh in grade three that boy didn't want to kiss you or like yeah your random like multi-level marketing scheme that someone tried to pull you into like that didn't work out so you obviously can't be a business owner (laughs) this is just what our brains do and Mm -hmm. sadly our brains grip onto the negative more easily it's more sticky so you could have been called smart and beautiful a thousand times before and maybe you were called unattractive or dumb once by some fuck boy and I bet you will always remember that one time this guy who's just butthurt said that I wasn't (laughs) funny and I believed that I wasn't funny for so long no matter how many times you and my other friends are like Jill you're hilarious you make us laugh all the time the voice that will always ring true is that one fucker saying you're not funny fuck that guy so this is what our brains do it's not just you it's all of us and we can counter that inner critic with our own evidence of why we can do these things that we want to do And if there really are things that have happened in the past that are holding you back, we need to stop speaking of the past as if it's the present or the future. Mm -hmm. History doesn't always repeat itself. It will only repeat itself if you continue doing the same things in the exact same way. So just because you didn't get a raise that one time that you asked for a raise does not mean that you're not qualified or capable of getting it now. The past does not equal the present. So stop using the past against yourself. Yeah, and I think... If there is something in your past that is holding you back because it is a failure in your eyes, reframing it as a growth opportunity, as hard as it is, is really going to help you overcome that next step. So let's say you had a job that didn't work out because it was toxic and you feel like, oh, I should have stayed longer. I didn't give it a full year. I, I quit too early. Reframing that to you now know how to advocate for yourself in your next job and you know how to recognize signs of a toxic work environment is going to mm. is going to serve you a lot better than those other thoughts or take relationships if you had a relationship that didn't work out and it was also toxic or it failed for whatever reason it just means that you know how to value yourself and you now know what red flags to look out for there's some sort of silver lining lesson that you can take away from it and this isn't us being like yeah. toxically positive like for sure there's shitty things no. that were shitty and like full stop 100% but there's always going to be yeah. some golden nugget that you can take away from it that you can use to propel you forward and not let it hold you back. Yeah, exactly. And how you choose to like look back at that experience will shape whether you can ever find that golden nugget. So if you just feel like, oh, wow, I'm such a shitty employee, I didn't even last a year, that's going to be the narrative that you carry forward. And you're going to yeah. bring that into your next job versus I know when something isn't serving me and I'm confident enough to leave it and to start over again. What a better narrative to equip yourself with. Totally, because that that other narrative is not going to serve you at all.
there's also a mindset shift that has to happen in order to do that. And I think a good antidote to that, even though it's annoying, I know it's annoying and I know everyone throws it around and it seems fucking woo-woo, but science does show gratitude for where you're at right now is so beneficial to your happiness. But I also find when I am having a consistent gratitude practice or just noticing things more intentionally that I can be happy for and celebrate instead of noticing only the bad, Mm -hmm. it changes my self-talk because how can you hate yourself or be negative towards yourself when you see all of these wonderful things around you and all these wonderful things that you're doing? So with gratitude comes like positive self-recognition. You know, you're not like, I have like no ability to make friends. I'm obviously unlikable. It becomes, I'm so grateful I have a few best friends. They're so good to me. I'm so lucky to have them. I must be a great friend too. Man, I got to do more gratitude. You've been so good at incorporating that and it's like popped up in almost like every episode we do and I still don't have a gratitude practice, but that's so true, especially what you were saying about the friends piece because like you and I are both kind of on our like friend journey right now trying to figure out what's going on with that and it can feel kind of lonely when you feel a little disconnected from the people you love, but if you do take that step back, and if you're like, okay, I've got two or even one person yeah. that you could call at like yeah. two in the morning, that changes the narrative for you. A hundred percent. It's all just narrative. We're all just little fucking storyteller marketers trying to like <laughs> sell ourselves an idea of what our life is really is what's happening in our brains. It's yeah. really funny to observe. But even what you were just saying about like it can feel lonely. I spend a lot of time thinking about loneliness and feeling lonely. And the biggest thing to snap me out of it is when I'm like, I'm so fortunate to be able to spend this much time with myself and have this time to really know myself. Because a lot of people go their whole lives never spending any time just with themselves and never knowing who they are. And as soon as I like flip it, it's like, okay, I'm not just a fucking loser staying in on a Friday. I am spending this time and you find a bit of gratitude in it. And then you stop saying mean things to yourself. I stop saying I'm a loser and I start saying, wow, I really know myself. And I can definitely spend a lot of time with myself. That might come in handy one day when I outlive my future husband, you know? <laughs> Which like I'm training. we will. So I'm training for my 80s. <laughs> you are. You are. You're a smart one. I have a question for you. Do you find when you're traveling solo, you are talking to yourself a little more kindly because it's just you one-on-one oh, and you're no. more in tuned with yourself? Yes. A thousand times over. Yeah. I feel like solo trips would be a good thing for people to do too if they're trying to work on the relationship with their self-talk because, I mean, when it's just you and you're somewhere new and the only person you really can rely on is yourself, like, you better be good to that person. (laughs) You know? That's so true. There's this YouTuber I follow called Jen M and I'm obsessed with her and she is same age as us, 32. She took herself on her first solo trip to San Francisco just for a weekend away from her husband, away from her son three days and she said it was the most like beautiful self-reflective time she's Mm. ever had and she hasn't been alone in seven years and she was going on and on about how incredible it was and it reminded me of you because I remember you you said like you feel like you're your best self when you're away and you're traveling. I like myself the most myself and my life and maybe it's because my outer world and my inner world are like congruent like they're just in sync and so all of a sudden all of those toxic thoughts just kind of leave me because I'm living how I want to live 
and the outer world and the inner world are so connected that I just I feel great and I'm like proud of myself because and here at home so much of being proud of myself comes from like shit like productivity how much did I get done today did I get through my to-do list oh I didn't well I'm a piece of shit and then when I'm traveling by myself I feel like none of that matters And I'm like just so present and connected that all of a sudden those narratives and that negative self-talk just leaves the room because I am proud of myself for showing up and being there for me. I highly suggest to everybody listening to solo travel. It will change your relationship with yourself and the world. And listen back to Jill's asking for a friend episode on that if you're looking for tips on how to do it solo because it's a great one and I'm so inspired. I also think it's really helpful to brain dump your shitty catastrophizing thoughts so that they don't rule over you like when you put something out there and you put it on paper or if you're like me on your note app (laughs) it doesn't haunt you and you've like faced it and you've put it down like I know a lot of people do morning pages and they get their three pages of like stream of consciousness your pettiest shittiest meanest thoughts about yourself or the world whatever and then it's out there and it's like lost all of its power and then you can see what it is it's like ruling your mind and you can tackle each one of those thoughts so dump them all out and then you can replace them with a more productive thought this is a really really powerful exercise to do so if there's something that you want to do and you just keep telling yourself i can't well i can't do that i won't be able to do that write down i can't do xyz and then beside it i just haven't done it yet or i am working on doing this thing it's not that you can't just because you haven't. It's just that you haven't yet and you're still in the progress process of doing it. I'm bad with money is something that so many people that I know tell themselves. I'm bad with money. I don't understand money. That's a toxic thought to have a big rule statement. over you. You are, yeah. you are deciding that you are almost like relinquishing your power to be good with money because you keep feeding yourself this narrative. Write that down. Replace it with, I am learning to master my money. I am taking control of my finances. It will shift the way you approach money and yourself and your abilities and give you confidence to learn. And an amazing thing that Mel Robbins and her daughter figured out in like real time on one of her podcast episodes, it was so good. Her daughter was talking about imposter syndrome and she was like, you know, I've realized all this time I keep being like, oh, I have imposter syndrome. I have imposter syndrome, but I'm just a beginner. How can you have imposter syndrome if you're just a beginner? True. Even that is wild. Like if I've been doing something for 10 years and I don't feel good enough and I feel like I don't belong there, maybe we'll talk about imposter syndrome. But most of us are just starting something for the first time and then being like, oh, I I feel like such an imposter right now because like I'm not good at this yet. You're just a fucking beginner. Of course you're not good yet. We're allowed to start somewhere. Yeah, I think and that's so good for anyone who's just starting a new role because it can feel Mm. like you've been hired to do this role and you should hit the ground running and know absolutely everything right off the bat. But like, no, it takes time. It takes like six months to fully understand what's going on in your job. So be easy on yourself. I love that. That's such a good one. Let's not label ourselves with these huge overarching things that are going to keep us in a box. Like, fuck that. I'm not lovable. Anyone who's you know, in their 30s and dating and hasn't found the one, very easy to feel like there's something wrong with me that I haven't found my person. No, write that down. Replace it with, I'm only investing my time in people who know how to love me the way that I deserve to be loved. You are not single because you're not lovable. You just haven't found someone that knows how to love you the way that you want to be loved. I love that. And last but not least, if you feel like you're not 
whatever it is, enough to do something. I'm not savvy enough to manage the business and finance side of this, you know, company that I want to start, whatever it is. Reframe that as I have unique abilities to bring to this thing that I want to do. So maybe you don't have a business background. You actually might have a POV that no one else has because of that. So instead of comparing yourself to how everyone else is doing something and then feeling like you're not enough, find what your unique angle is that you're bringing in there and focus on that instead because your perspective is everything. So flip it. That is really powerful. I feel like that helped you and I a lot too with the podcast where we would compare ourselves to each other with like gaps that we had like you're exceptionally creative and such a good writer and I would be like oh I can't like I can't keep up with that da, da, da. but like you've been honing your craft for literally yes. decades and I'm just like jumping in yeah. here but I bring other things to the yeah. table that is that's helping you and we're filling these gaps for each other and I'd be in jail if you didn't do our taxes <laughs> like <laughs> I love you. And I don't, I barely know what I'm doing. So that says a lot, guys. And that actually leads me to our next point, which is calling it out on others too. Like anytime you hear the closest people in your life having that negative self-talk, call it out on them. Be like, hey, stop talking mm -hmm. shit about my best friend. And I know we do that to each other when we're always do in that. our spirals. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. just helps them become aware of their own inner critic. And it's going to strengthen that muscle for them, but also for yourself if you can notice it in other people. So kind of flip it. And the, I, I honestly feel like the more you call it out, and that's helped me when I call it out on you, I, I notice yeah. it more when I'm doing it to myself. And I'm like, well, if yes. I'm giving Jill shit for it, I got to give myself shit for it too. So there we go. It creates this like mutual accountability. I mentioned this at the top of the episode, but letting other people tell you no before you tell yourself no. Like don't write yourself off before you've even tried. That's a big, big, big one. And that's something I'm trying to do more now because I've I've switched mm -hmm. industries and so sometimes I'm sitting around in rooms and I feel like I shouldn't be there or I'm not quali qualified enough to speak or no one's going to want to hear what my ideas are but I'm just telling myself no and writing myself off before somebody else has and yeah. think about how many opportunities you're missing out on if that's the way you're going to live your life I've missed out on opportunities by playing small nine times out of ten I honestly think no one knows what the fuck they're doing anyways in the rooms like everyone's just True. trying their best so just try just like put yourself out there and sure you say the wrong thing whatever you've learned something or you raise your hand for yeah. that opportunity and you're not ready fine you can then build a plan to get yourself there but honestly letting someone else tell you no is my new mantra that I'm going to have like written down on a sticky note. And then speaking of mantras, using positive affirmations or mantras like let someone else tell you no or I am a writer, things like that can just help reinforce yeah. positive self-talk and, you know, silence that inner critic. I've actually started doing this with Mia. She's not even two. Mm. And I've before I put her to bed there, I think I was reading some parenting book or some parenting YouTube channel was like give your – child some positive affirmations before they go to sleep. I don't know if it's working. So She's pretty nice. confident as it is. But I just say like, you are smart. You are loved. And just something that's going to like make her feel like she's capable. And I think we should do that for ourselves yeah. too. I love that you're doing that for Mia. It exemplifies like we need to treat ourselves the way that we treat the people that we love the most. That is the ultimate form of self-care and self-love. Like just the, the words that you speak to yourself. Fuck yeah. And, you know, we talked about this in our episode about bad habits, about how if you want to replace a bad habit, you need a new behavior there to like yeah. break the cycle. Like there needs to be something to replace it with. So 
it's it's hard to just stop that inner monologue that's always going. And that's why it's so important to have positive self-talk, these affirmations, these kind statements to make, this good evidence to use. This shit matters because your brain isn't just going to go silent all of a sudden. In 32 years, it still hasn't happened to me. (laughs) So really work on that positive self-talk practice to eliminate that negative critic. Unlock that next level of happiness. It truly starts in your brain. Do it for future you. They'll be very grateful that you did. You You got got this. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.